This is the sh- this episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people with heal with natural, non-toxic, medical grade ingredients. I just randomly Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toes all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. Shameless Mom Academy, episode 57. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean, and I'm here to give you and other passionate, dedicated moms the tools you need to bridge the gap between motherhood and living the life of your dreams. I'm also here to help you be a little more shameless every day, because if you aren't building a life you're extraordinarily proud of, what kind of legacy are you building? So let's dive in. Hello, Shameless Moms. So uh, I'm really happy to be here today. I'm really happy that it's a week later than when I uh, last did a solo episode and cried my way through it. Feeling a lot better. There's still a little bit of sadness and there's still certainly some emotional waves, but um, I'm just feeling a lot more level-headed and a lot stronger and ready to move forward with life a little bit. So what I want to talk about today is stories and the power of sharing our stories. This episode is inspired directly from my experience of sharing our IVF story. So I shared a lot of our story and I got so many messages thanking me for sharing our story. People who could relate to what I had spoken about. So many women who reached out to me and said, you know, I've been through something similar. We went through it privately. I didn't talk to anyone. It's so isolating. It's so depressing. It's so sad. It's so overwhelming. All those things. And those are all things I experienced the first time when we went through infertility, when we were trying to get pregnant with Vinny. Um, And so it was amazing to me to hear all these stories and connect with all these women with these messages recently and just know how many people are suffering silently. And it impressed upon me all the more the power of our stories and why we should be telling our stories and sharing our stories. And I think that we are selling ourselves short when we don't do that. And that's not to say that I think everyone should be out there, you know, blasting their fertility woes from the rooftops. Cause I know that that's not some people's comfort zone, but I would challenge you when you're going through any struggle in life 
no matter what that struggle might be, if it's infertility, if it's, you know, it can be something totally different. It might be a struggle with a mental health issue. It might be, you know, depression or um, anxiety. It might be a struggle with some sort of addiction. It might be a struggle with a relationship that you're having. It might be a struggle, a professional struggle. It might be a struggle in your marriage. So many different things. I encourage you to share your stories. And sometimes we can't share our stories till we're through our stories. Like sometimes we have to get a little bit after the fact and a little bit removed from them to share them. But there's a really powerful thing that happens when you share your story and other people can connect. And that's what I've seen happening with, uh, with me sharing our story of infertility this time is that I shared it as we were going through it, which was definitely, um, a little nerve wracking at times. Um, and I know certainly not, not going to be for everyone, but what I found is that I'd never felt alone. We never felt alone. We felt, I felt connected to people. I felt supported by people. I felt like there was people like cheering for us. It actually turned what could have been, you know, a really horrific experience into something that felt, um, there was some deep sadness that came with it, but I also felt like, oh my gosh, I never knew so many people cared. Like you don't know how many people care about you. I think I might've referenced this in another episode, but I feel like on your wedding day, that's like the biggest day in your life when everyone in the world is like, we love you more than anything. And everyone in your life is in the same room telling you that you are amazing and they love you and they adore you. And then that doesn't happen again for a really long time, like probably till your funeral, right? Which is horrible. Like, why can't we have people telling us we're awesome all the time? And what I found in going through this, um, and sharing our, our fertility struggle and sharing our IVF experience is that so many people were just standing up and cheering and saying, you guys are amazing. And we're thinking of you and we're praying for you. And we're you know, sending you all of our best juju and strength and everything. And that is an amazing, amazing feeling. So even though the outcome wasn't what we were hoping for, wasn't what we were searching for or looking for, I felt like there was this byproduct of the process that was knowing how many people care about us and knowing how many people we are connected to and being the the bonus gift of connecting with new people and having people I don't know reach out to me and say, hi, we've never met, but oh my gosh, I listened to your podcast and here's my story. Or having people that I do know, but don't, don't know personal details about their life come up to me and say, you know, this is what I've gone through. And, you know, I've had people who I worked with, you know, five, 10, 15 years ago come up to me or people that I went to school with or people from all different areas of my life come up to me and say, oh my gosh, like you don't know this about me, but by the way, we went through this infertility issue or we went through something similar. And so in sharing our stories, we get to connect in this very unique way with people we would never, otherwise would never get the chance to connect to, or at least not to connect on that level. That's such a gift. So I feel like I'm bonded to like this whole new group of people. And now there's a lot of people who reached out to me who are currently going through fertility stuff where I can say like, Hey, like I'm done. I don't really have a lot of fertility juju. Like my eggs are pretty freaking rotten, but anything I have left, I am offering it up to you guys. Those of you that I know are going through IVF right now. Oh my gosh. Like you have all my support and all my love. And those of you who I know have just gone through loss recently, I am totally holding you and thinking of you and you are, I'm on your side and I don't want you to feel alone. And so this opportunity to connect because I shared my story has been huge. And I just want to impress upon you all that that's something that everyone can have. And it's something everyone should have. You should have the opportunity and create the opportunity for yourself to connect with people because of your shared experiences. And when we stand behind this like armor, protecting ourselves from our vulnerabilities, 
we don't get the opportunity to connect with people and we don't get the opportunity to have those shared experiences. And so I would just encourage you, if you have something in your life that is troublesome or overwhelming or brings you deep sadness or, you know, a lot of inner turmoil or conflict, like start talking about it a little bit. I'm not saying that you need to do it on Facebook in front of the whole world. I'm not saying you need to do it, you know, as publicly as I did, but just take little steps to put yourself out there and start connecting with other people. And I'm going to share an excerpt today from a book that has been so inspiring to me. It reiterates the power behind sharing stories and being your true self and showing everything that's beyond and behind your armor. So this book um, is called Carry On Warrior. And one of my lovely Shameless Mom listeners recommended this book to me via Instagram. And I cannot find the post where she recommended it. So she sent me this, she commented on one of my posts and recommending this book and I can't find the post now. So I can't thank this lovely woman, but I'm obsessed with this book. So whoever you are, my Instagram friend, my fellow shameless mama, thank you for this recommendation. I listened to the book over the course of two days on a road trip and was just blown away. So the book is called Carry On Warrior by Glennon Doyle. Melton. And I'm going to read an excerpt today. The story, the book is about um, Glennon's life of overcoming addiction of every kind um, and overcoming all sorts of different struggles. And then the power of her, of her, the, of her story and changing her life and um, turning her life in a totally new direction after being um, an addict for 20 years um, and having been a severe bulimic from the time she was 10, being an alcoholic as a teenager and into a young adulthood, also having um, struggling with drug addiction and then finding herself uh, on a bathroom floor, super hungover and pregnant and unmarried um, as a young woman. And so I'm going to read an excerpt from that book today that actually gives a little more background on her story and then gives a very specific story that she shares of um, her letting down her armor to another mom. So stay tuned for that because it's really, really good. And again, thank you to the my Instagram friend who recommended this book because I'm, I'm loving it. So um, that's where I want to go with this episode is just talking about why we should share our stories more and and how you can do that because it doesn't have to be this big scary thing. I know that I got so many comments and cards and emails and um, notes and messages that said like you're the bravest person I know and you're the strongest person I know and which is so kind and thank you. (laughs) Like it was quite humbling because like, I don't really always feel like the bravest, strongest person, <laughs> but it, it was so awesome to hear that. And so great to be built up that way. Um, and have like, and just to feel all that love and support. But, um, I think that what I also realized with that is that people think that just sharing our stories that make us who we are is this really like brave, bold move. And I don't think it should be that way. Like it shouldn't be, that you're brave for sharing your story. It should be that we just all share our stories because that's who, that's how we connect as humans. And our stories are what make us how we are, who we are. So I want to kind of, you know, impress upon you the power of sharing your stories to connect with other people, not for the sake of being brave, because sharing who you are doesn't have to be this big, bold, brave thing. It's going to be at first, it's going to be very bold and brave and scary if you aren't used to talking about yourself and sharing yourself. But ultimately, if we were all sharing our stories, no one would have to feel like they have anything to hide and no one would have to feel like, oh my gosh, how am I going to be judged if I share this part of myself? And so I think that that's where I want to kind of take away some of the, um, intimidation factor of sharing your stories to just put it out there is like, it doesn't need to be this 
big, bold, brave thing. Like, let's just all be who we are rather than hiding behind this shiny armor that we build up around ourselves. And especially, which we can do especially easily on social media. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by Mysteries About True Histories, a podcast for your kiddos. So from the creators of the hit podcast, Who Smarted, and Netflix's Brainchild comes the adventurous world of mysteries about true histories, affectionately known as math. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning cool. This podcast is perfect for ages six and up and new episodes drop every Thursday, each stacked with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. I love a show where as a parent, you're like, hey, let's listen or watch this or whatever. And your kids are thinking they're like getting extra device time or what have you. And you're like, they're learning right now. So it feels like such a big win. So I want you to go check out Mysteries About True Histories wherever you listen to podcasts. You can tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening to this podcast. So go check out Mysteries About True Histories to listen in and have some fun with your kid while they learn today. So... The reason that I think that sharing stories is so important, I'm going to give you kind of a little bullet list here that I've come up with. Um, and I hope that this inspires you to start sharing because this is what I learned from my, from me sharing so much of our current story. Stories connect us and they create bonds where there was not one before. So I have relationships with women now that I did not have two months ago, either with people I did not know two months ago or people who I did not know on a certain level two months ago. So I have like, you know, old clients of mine from the gym, old coworkers of mine, um, you know, longtime friends who were, who are like not super close friends, but just friends by association or 
maybe friends who I'd fallen out of touch with, who I know in a totally different way now because I told my story and they reached out to me to share their story. So that's huge. I have created bonds and relationships that did not exist two months ago. My world is bigger and better because of that. Sharing stories is cathartic and therapeutic. When I can talk through what's going on and what happened to me and what I experienced, it makes me feel so much better. Like just putting, letting the words out of my head makes me feel better. And putting that, those words upon someone else, it's like someone else gets to carry that with me. That's huge. And so it's, it's, um, it's empowering to me, but it's also empowering to someone else because they get to hold that with me. And it gives everyone a sense of like, we're in this together when we're sharing like that. It also creates for a more empathetic culture when we share our true selves. So if you are expressing your stories and telling your, and like showing your real life, we can all be more empathetic. We can all start to get a better understanding of what that's like. When I tell all the details of going through IVF, people are like, oh my God, who knew it's so hard to make a freaking embryo? (laughs) Who knew it took so many steps and so much money and so much time and energy and a million shots in the belly and one in the butt. And so it create people are all of a sudden like so much more empathetic and compassionate and, and they have a different sense of what that means. And therefore they can be more understanding to you, but they can be more understanding to other people in their life that are similar experiencing similar things. That's a game changer in relationships. Our stories humanize us and allow us to humanize each other. So when I tell a story about something rough in my life, about a struggle, that humanizes me in a very different way than me just posting beautiful vacation photos of myself on Facebook. So it's really important that we're humanizing ourselves to the rest of the world. It's really important that I'm not just a, like, you know, a woman who is always in her workout clothes, always drinking wine with a cute little four-year-old in the background in his fireman costume. So yes, that's what people see on Facebook, but behind that there is so much more. And it's important that people know who is the human behind me, who is the person behind my Facebook photo, my Facebook profile picture, which by the way, is like the most amazing, gorgeous professional shot ever. And people look at it and they're like, oh, I didn't even know that was you because I never looked that amazing or gorgeous in my real life. So it's important to have those pictures that make you feel really good about yourself. But it's also really important to be like, oh, and the real me, like my hair is in a bun. I don't have any makeup on and I probably haven't had my hair down in like maybe six months. And that's not even an exaggeration. And I probably haven't put on jeans, which is my dressy clothes and like at least four to six weeks. So it's important that we let that side of ourselves be seen. Like who is the real you? It's not all about just these pretty pictures. It's not all about this facade that's so easy to create and painful to maintain, by the way. It also, in telling our stories, it allows us to not be alone. So, you know, people said I was really uh, brave in sharing my story. There was a part of me that was being super selfish and completely narcissistic. Because if I'm telling you what's going on in my life, if I'm like, hey, I'm going through this and it's re- it sucks and it's hard and it's painful, then everyone else is like, oh my gosh, like, how can we help you? I'm so sorry you're dealing with that. What can we do? I'm thinking of you. I'm praying for you. Like, let me know if I can, you know, bring you wine, like, that's awesome. Please do bring me wine whenever you want. So there's the selfish side of it that I don't want to let us, that I don't want to deny that when you share your stories, you're no longer alone. And that feels really good to get that support. That's kind of a selfish reason to to share stories, but it's also an important reason because you don't need to be alone. You don't need to be alone in your stories. You don't need to suffer through your times of struggle. You can actually talk through them and share them and have people be there with you as you go through things, which is, which is huge 
huge and powerful and actually really changes the entire experience. Our IVF experience would have been so different if it was just between my husband and I, or just between us and a few close family members and friends, it would have been completely different. And I'm grateful beyond words that it was what it was. It created this huge opportunity for me to connect with people, connect with women, connect with other moms um, that is invaluable to me. So I am so glad that I decided to do that. And that's, there was definitely a little bit of a selfishness to that. Sharing our stories also destigmatizes all sorts of conditions. When I talk about infertility, when I talk about IVF, it makes it more normal to everyone else. When people talk about addiction, it makes it more normal to everyone else. When people talk about mental health and depression and anxiety and you know bipolar and all those kinds of things, it makes it way more normal for everyone. When people talk about death and sex and loss and grief, all those things that all destigmatizing all of those things makes us all more able to communicate with each other, all better able to relate with each other and all more likely to connect with each other. And then to continue to share and to bond and to build relationships based on shared experiences and common experiences. So it's so important. And that was such a, I have to thank um, Ellie, one of my shameless mom listeners who pointed that out. I put up this thank you post on my personal page, which you can, if anyone wants to find me on Facebook at my personal page, because I do share some more things there than sometimes on my uh, public pages, you can find me at facebook.com forward slash Sarah, no H Sutherland, as in Kiefer Sutherland, Dean, D-E-A-N. And I'll put a link to that up on the um, show notes as well over at shamelessmom.com episode 57, if you want to find my personal page there. But, um, So I put up this big thank you post and talking about just the power of stories and thanking everyone for being a part of my story and everything. And one of them, and I listed all the reasons it's important to share stories, very similar to what I'm talking about here. And one of, um, an Ellie, uh, mom posted and commented, and she's like, you also totally destigmatized, uh, IVF and infertility and and which I had kind of neglected that in my post, but that's so important. The destigmatization of conditions and of situations is crucial. I mean, if we look at like how far we've come with addiction and mental health, and I'm seeing this in Seattle, in Seattle, we have this huge homelessness problem. And much of that stems from addiction. Some of it also stems from our economy in Seattle, but, um, there's a huge addiction problem in Seattle. And when we start humanizing these stories, it makes it totally different. And I can tell you, like I've watched Um, documentaries on addiction and documentaries on addiction in Seattle. And all of a sudden when I'm driving through town and I see someone asking for money, uh, you know, under a bridge, I have a totally different outlook than like, Oh, well, there's just another addict. There's just another like, you know, druggie trying to get money for drugs. Instead, I'm like, Oh my gosh, like this poor person. I, I know I have a sense of what they've been through because I've listened to the stories. I've watched the documentaries I've read. There's all sorts of different um, Facebook groups on homelessness in Seattle where I can where the destigmatization of homelessness has allowed me to be empathetic and compassionate toward people who are currently in that situation. That's a game changer because ultimately if more people can be that way, if more, if we can destigmatize more of these conditions, then we can help more people, right? If we can understand addiction, if we can understand homelessness, if we can understand mental health, we can help so much more, so many more people. If we can understand infertility and we can understand, you know, IVF and loss and grief around that more people can be helped. So that goes with any situation. If we have a better understanding of grief and, um, and loss and death and all those things, we can help more people through the process. So it's so important that we're talking about these things so that people aren't just isolating themselves as they work through them, because that's where the walls get built up. And that's where people, we can't make change. No one knows how to 
reach the people who are currently suffering. So, so important. When we share our stories on social media, um, and also when we share our stories in a public way, like uh, people like myself who have podcasts and stuff, it's easy to share the pretty happy parts, but it's really easy to not share the other parts. And so I wanted to just kind of go through, you know, I shared a little part of my story is IVF. Um, success is part of my story. Being a business owner and an entrepreneur is part of my story. Um, being my marriage is part of my story. My son is a part of my story. My vacations, my pretty pictures on Facebook when I go on vacation, those are a part of my story. But divorce is also a part of my story. Family estrangement is part of my story. Body image struggle is a part of my story. Infertility is a part of my story. IVF failure is a part of my story. So there's a lot of things that are part of my story. And I think it's really important that I'm not just sharing the pretty parts. I'm not just sharing the like, woohoo, I have some businesses and I have some some vacations and and I have this cute husband and this awesome kid and everything's great. Like it's really important that I share all the parts, the good, the bad, the ugly, the not so pretty, the days that I don't shower, the days that I do. So I think it's important that we share all of those pieces. Um, I found that in many cases, the deepest connections I make with other people are from the struggles I've shared, not because of the pretty images I've posted or the pretty images I've created. I find that when I share about my body image struggles, people come out of the woodwork. When I share about infertility, people come out of the woodwork. People want to be able to relate to you. And so don't hold back on that. It is incredibly uncomfortable sometimes to talk about these kinds of things. It is very uncomfortable for me to talk about body image sometimes. But I also know that I work with women. I own a gym. If I don't talk about my own struggle with this, I can't help the people that I am being paid to help. It's super important that I'm very real about that and that I'm very upfront about that. And I have to say that my business is successful. My, my gym business is successful because I do that. People come to me because everything's real at our gym. Like it is not about wearing your cutest Lululemon clothes and you're matching like tennis shoes and looking cute in your workout. Not to say that doesn't happen sometimes because sometimes we all want to wear like our cutest workout clothes, but that's not what it's about at my gym. Like people just show up wherever they're at. And sometimes maybe they haven't showered in four days and they maybe have like some kid barf on them and they might be like nursing and leaking all over the place, but they show up for the workout. And it's really important that that is just as okay as showing up in your brand new cute workout outfit. (laughs) And so we talk a lot about that. We talk about my struggles with body image because it allows me to connect with all of my clients and members struggles with body image. And now I'm sharing my IVF and my infertility stuff because it allows me to connect with other women who are going through the same thing. So it's allowing me to build, it's allowing my story to build upon itself, which I think is amazing and definitely motivates me to keep going. This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. 
So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earnin can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earn In today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily, it's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. So don't ever be afraid to share the real you because the benefit of sharing the real you is is more meaningful connection. And when you share the real you, that's what you get is you get more meaningful connection. A lot of times we don't share our real selves and we feel that there is a, a lack of deep connection in our life. And so I think this is a good time for me to go ahead and read this excerpt from, um, from Carry On Warrior. So again, this book is called Carry On. This is an excerpt from uh, one chapter in Carry On Warrior by Glennon Doyle Melton. And you can get this on Audible. You can get it on uh, Amazon. I'll have links to it over the show notes at shamelessmom.com, episode 57. And this chapter is called Building a Life. And I highly recommend this book. And then Glennon actually just came out with her second book this like in the last week called Carry a uh, called Love Warrior. So the first book is Carry On Warrior that I'm going to read from. And then her new book is Love Warrior, which I am ordering today. I think it came out like two days ago and I'm ordering it today. So, okay. Building a life. 
A few years ago, strange things started happening to me at church. I'd find myself in the middle of a lighthearted conversation with a woman I'd just met, and the woman, woman would make a joke that didn't sound like a joke, suggesting that our family was perfect, and that this perfection made her feel bad about her own family. This happened three or four times over a two-week period. Once a woman said, you are so pulled together, it makes me feel so apart. My husband, Craig, was standing next to me at the time, and I looked at him confused, while he looked back at me, equally confused. This is our signature interaction. I stammered my way through the rest of the conversation, and on the way home, Craig and I debriefed. We were baffled. Craig and I adore each other, but neither of us would describe the other as pulled together. These women may have well been saying to me, I'm just so jealous of your height and culinary genius. I'm five foot two and a half, and all I know is of cooking is how to make the call that results in the delivery of dinner. During our debriefing, Craig and I developed a theory that if you're thin and smile a lot, people tend to believe that you have the universe's secrets in your pocket and that a raindrop has never fallen on your head. If you also happen to be wearing trendy jeans, well then forget about it. This theory distressed me greatly. I do not like to feel other women. I do not like to make other women feel less than, and I wanted my insides and outsides to match somehow, but I was scared. I'd have to start looking like pig, pig pen or Courtney love to make that happen. You see, I'm a recovering bulimic and alcoholic. For 20 years, I lost to food and booze and bad love and drugs. I suffered. My family suffered. I had a relatively magical childhood, which, an, which added an extra layer of guilt and pain to my pain and confusion. Glennon, why are you all jacked up when you have no excuse to be all jacked up? My guess, best guess is that I was born a little broken with an extra dose of sensitivity. Growing up, I felt that I was missing the layer of protection I needed to expose myself to life's risks, risks like friendship, tender love, and rejection. I felt awkward, unworthy, and vulnerable, and I didn't want to walk through life's battlefield feeling that way. I didn't think I'd survive, so I made up my own little world called addiction, and I hid there. I felt safe. No one could touch me. Then that changed. On Mother's Day 2002, unwed and addicted, I discovered I was pregnant. I alternated between staring at my, at the test in my shaking hand and into my bloodshot eyes in the bathroom mirror. I tried to force these truths to mesh. I am drunk. I am alone. I am pregnant. And because I had no clue what to do, I prayed. I prayed the only way I knew how to pray in moans and accusations and apologies and tears and wild promises. When I finally stood up from the bathroom floor, I decided to become a mother. I walked out of the bathroom and vowed to never again have another drink, cigarette, drug, unhealthy relationship, or food binge. That vow has been hard to keep. In a whirlwind, I found myself married to a man I'd known for 10 sober nights. Marrying Craig turned out to be the best decision I never really made. During that time, I discovered I was strong. That was the first true thing I ever learned about myself. I also learned that wifedom, motherhood, and sober life were really quite difficult. I always wondered if other women found these things to be as difficult as I did. Then one day I was at the playground with a new friend from church named Tess. I suspected that Tess was having trouble in her marriage. We hadn't talked about this, though, because we were too busy talking about more important things, like soccer practice and highlights. I felt frustrated that our conversation never went deeper. We seemed incapable of discussing the very things that were most important to discuss. Lost in my frustration, I started thinking about all the time and effort I'd spent building protective layers between my broken heart and the broken world. I considered the ways I distanced myself from other people, people who might hurt me more than I was already hurting, people who might be disgusted if they saw the real me. 
My fear of being of, of really being seen had driven me to hide inside the bunker of addiction for decades. When I finally crawled out, I pulled on my secrets and shame like armor and carried my invulnerability like a weapon. Life to me had always been, had always seemed like a battle to survive. But there at the playground, I realized that surviving wasn't enough anymore. Sitting there with Tess, I realized I wasn't sitting there with Tess at all. There were so many layers of my armor and her armor between us that we couldn't touch each other. And even if we'd wanted to, we couldn't have gotten close enough because we were shooting at each other with stories about our perfect lives. Suddenly, this all seemed completely ridiculous. Sure, I was sober and out of hiding. But by denying my past to others, protecting myself with my shield of secrets and shame, I had isolated myself. I was lonely and a bit bored. Life without touching other people is boring as hell. It hit me that maybe the battles of life are best fought without armor and without weapons. That maybe life gets real, good, and interesting when we remove all the layers of protection we've built around our hearts and walk out onto the battlefield of life naked. I wondered, if I put down my guns, will Tess do the same? I decided it was a worthy experiment. I shed my armor and waved my white flag. All of a sudden, I heard myself say the following to Tess. Listen, I want you to know that I'm a recovering alcoholic, drug, and food addict. I've been arrested because of those things. Craig and I got accidentally pregnant and married a year after we started dating. We love each other madly, but I'm secretly terrified that our issues with sex and anger will eventually screw things up. Sometimes I feel sad and worried when good things happen to other people. I snap at customer service people and my kids and my husband regularly. I always have rage right beneath the surface. And right now I'm dealing with postpartum depression. I spend most of my days wishing my kids would just leave me alone. Chase brought me a note the other morning that said, I hope mommy is nice today. It was depressing and scary because I keep wondering what will happen if that feeling never goes away. Maybe I can't handle this mommy thing. Anyway, I wanted to let you know. Tess stared at me for so long that I wondered if she was going to call our minister or 911. And then I saw some tears dribble down her cheek. We sat there and she told me everything. Things with her husband were bad, apparently, really bad. Tess felt scared and alone. But at that playground that day, Tess decided she wanted help and love more than she wanted me to think she was perfect. We hardly knew each other, but we realized that we were in this together. We went through some tough times over the next few months. Therapy, separation, anger, fear, and lots of tears. But a little army of love circled the wagons around Tess and her family and blockaded anyone from getting too far in or out. And eventually things got better. Tess, her husband, and their beautiful children are together and healing and thriving now. And I got to watch all of that. I actually got to see the truth set a family free. So you have to go read the rest of the book. That again was Carry On Warrior by Glennon Doyle Melton. And I'll have that linked up in the show notes over at shamelessmom.com episode 57. I can't really say it any better than that. That is the power of sharing your stories. Um, that is the power of connecting with someone else and letting your guard down. So I want you to consider how you can take little baby steps to be vulnerable. How can you start sharing just a little bit? Because you're going to find that your relationships change and you're going to find the quality of your relationships change. You're going to find that you're connected to more people in a better way. You're going to find that the, and it, some people don't want to be connected to more people, but the people, if you don't want to be connected to more people, that's fine. But you're going to find the people who you already are connected to. You're going to have a more meaningful connection with them. Start small and open up with the people who you do know and tell people when you're having a bad day, tell them why you're having a bad day. Tell them the full truth, the real reason, the deepest reason why today might kind of suck. 
practice being vulnerable more often than you practice trying to look perfect and that you track practice trying to look totally put together. Let people see you cry. Let people see you be angry. If you hurt someone when you're angry, say you're sorry and own it. Own your apology. Like say you're sorry. Say you screwed up. Be okay with that. Ask for forgiveness, practicing that you're saying sorry and admitting you are wrong and that you could have handled something different or better is hugely powerful. And that's all part of starting to break down those walls and starting to open up who the real you is a little bit. So be okay with all of that. Tell people where you come from, your family history, your family story, what those relationships were like for you, what, how those relationships impacted you. Have circle talks with girlfriends. This is a good one. So, okay, a friend of mine, Melody... Melody, if you're listening to this, hi. Um, so my friend Melody is the owner of the Crave Company in Seattle and Urban Campfire. And uh, actually, in Crave and Urban Campfire are both uh, international companies. Uh, Melody's all over the place, all over the, the world. But um, my friend Melody has this little deck of cards um, called Urban Campfire Stories, and it's vulnerable questions to spark more meaningful relationships. And there, it's a little deck of cards with questions. I actually pulled three out just randomly because when I was last over at Melody's house, she, um, we were having th- this dinner with like, I don't know, there's probably like six or seven women. And she pulled out this little deck of cards and she pulled out one question. She's like, okay, we're going to go around and everyone's going to answer this one question. And I don't remember what the question was that night. I think it had to do with morning rituals. Um, I think she asked like, what's your morning ritual? So some of the questions were like in the deck are really deep and some of them are more practical like that one. Um, but they're, they're questions that connect you. And it's funny how, like how much you can learn about someone just by learning their morning ritual. And so, you know, people were talking about, you know, deep things like this is what I journal about, or this is, you know, I meditate or I get up and work out or whatever, but just in sharing those things, you learn like intimate things about someone's life. So I pulled out three questions that you could that you could ask when you're sitting with a girl, a group of girlfriends where everyone just gets a little bit more vulnerable. And these were randomly pulled from this deck, but I wanted to share them with you as something you could pass along and use next time you're hanging out with girlfriends because you know, everyone's going to be real excited when you're like, Hey guys, you want to get real deep for a minute. (laughs) So next time you're at book club, also known as drink wine club, um, you can ask everyone in the room to share what is one non-negotiable in your life or what is one mistake that you keep on repeating? or share about a person who has been a great role model to you. So those are just three super simple questions, super simple start conversation starters, where you can just start talking about some of these things to start to open up and to tell your stories and to make more connection. And we had a really great time doing that. And I've actually done this in multiple groups now where we just go around and especially in groups of women who don't know each other very well, or maybe don't know like how, you know, if you have women all together who maybe haven't all met before, Um, This can be really fun because it gives people a sense, a common shared experience and people are able to start connecting pretty quickly and pretty easily. But it also, it creates that place to be vulnerable and to share and to share your stories and to then build connections. So I'm going to leave you with that. Um, I hope that you start to share your stories. I want to hear your stories. If you have a story that you want to share with me, you can always reach me at info at shamelessmom.com. I love to hear your stories. And so many of our interviews that we have done on the, that I've done on the Shameless Mom Academy, have come directly from someone sending me an email and sharing a story. So I really, really appreciate that. And I hope that people keep sending their stories because you inspire me in my topics for my, um, for my solo episodes. And you also inspire me in terms of the guests that I bring on for our interviews. So thank you so much for being with me today and listening to me share today. And thank you for listening to me share for the last few months as I've gone deep and 
weepy and real vulnerable real fast um, with our story. And um, I look forward to continuing to share my stories with you. And I look forward to hearing your stories. So as always, if this episode was meaningful to you, please share it with other people. If this podcast is impacting your life in a positive way, tell, please tell people about it. I get so many emails from people who are like, oh my God, well, I mean, I've read some of them to you guys, but you know, moms who are saying like, I'm, I've been in the worst place in the last six months, or I've gone through this really tough uh, patch since having my baby and listening to the podcast has really helped me and given me hope and given me reassurance and given me courage. If that's happening for you, please share the podcast with other moms because I want to help other moms just like I'm helping you. So this podcast is not our little secret and like, let it, let it be the world's secret. Please share it with everyone. So you can share this episode. If you go to shamelessmom.com episode 57, you can get the link and you can share it with, out, with, out with people. You can also always find us on social media. This episode will be, be posted over on our Facebook page and Instagram at the shameless mom Academy. And you can share from there as well. So thank you for listening. If this is your first time listening, make sure that you subscribe to us. We do release episodes every Monday and Wednesday, and you can subscribe by going to shameless mom Academy or sorry, you can subscribe by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash review. And that will take you right into iTunes where there'll be a little button where you can subscribe to our podcast and get all the episodes as soon as they're released. You can also leave a review while you're there. So there's also a little button that says write a review and you get to rate the podcast and leave a little review and let me know what is meaningful to you. So thank you for spending time with me today. I can't wait to do it again in a few more days. And until then, make sure no matter what you do today, you do it shamelessly. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts.